the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, we have three different types of attitudes. The first is what I call fatalistic. Some people have this attitude, well, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Nothing's going to change. It is what it is. A lot of people have a fearful attitude. You know, we're afraid to do what God wants because maybe, maybe God doesn't know what's best for us. I'm a, we're afraid to follow His will. That doesn't make, make any sense. He's God. Surely He knows what's, what's good for you. And then there's a failure attitude. It's, this is people who think, well, it's just impossible to know the will of God. Hey, I want you to know, it is possible for you to know the will of God for your life. Good evening and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. If you've been searching for a place to be spiritually fed, you've found it. Like you, we believe the Holy Bible contains the spiritual nourishment we need to become faithful servants to God and help grow His kingdom here on earth. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us tonight. Well, I want to thank you for coming to Shepherd of the Hills today. We are beginning an eight-week series. Today's the first week of eight, a series called Anchored. And uh, we've taken the word anchored, and we're going to use it as an acrostic as we go through uh, these next eight weeks. And uh, we're going to talk today on this subject, the letter A, if you anchor yourself to the Word of God, you will always know the will of God. You will always know God's will for your life. I want to ask you this question. How many of you would like to live forever? About half of you? That's it? You got to be careful what you wish for. I'm going to ask you again because maybe you were sleeping or something. I don't know why you wouldn't raise your hand to that. How many of you would like to live forever? All right, all right. Okay, 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. I want to read this to you. It says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. It's okay to like certain things, but you shouldn't be loving things in this world. Verse 15 says, If anyone, if anyone loves the world, then the love of the Father is not in that person. Verse 16, in case you wonder what what is the world, when he says the world, what is that? Verse 16, he defines it. For everything in the world, here's the definition of the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, the boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. Verse 17 says that the world 
and its desires pass away. Remember I just asked you how many of you want to live forever? You remember that? You remember that? It says, but the man who does the will of God lives for how long? Look at that verse again. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. I ask you, how many of you want to live forever? You live forever if you do, if you obey, if you follow the will of God for your life. The question then we must ask, how does anyone then know what is the will of God? That's what it takes for me to live everlasting. How do I determine the will of God? We're going to answer that question tonight. May God bless the reading of his word. You may please be seated. It seems like that every one of us, every day, are faced with decisions. Forks. We might call them forks in the road. Shall I move or shall I stay? Shall I take this position at the company or remain here? Shall I buy a new car or a used car? What college should I attend? Shall I go to USC? Or should I go to UCLA? It's, it's just a, it's a, it's a choice. I, it's a decision. Shall I get married? Don't answer that. Which, you know, there's 500,000 churches. Which church should I attend, Shepherd? We sometimes think if, if the Lord, if the Lord would only speak to me, if I, if I could just hear his voice, you know, if the cell phone would ring and I pick it up and it was the voice of God. So what if you could hear the voice of God? Would it make your decisions easier? Yes or no? Yes. Well, we have three different types of attitudes. The first is what I call fatalistic. Some people have this attitude, well, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Nothing's going to change. It is what it is. Oh, well, that's that. You know, it's like the lady who falls down the stairs and she says, I'm glad that's over with. (laughs) It's a fatalistic attitude. A lot of people have a fearful attitude. And uh, I, I want to say a lot of people, this is one of their biggest, their biggest attitudes. They're afraid. People, people are afraid of God's will. Because they think, if I, really, if I really serve God, I'm going to have to change some things in my life. So uh, some people, they don't even want to read the Bible because they're afraid of what God's going to, what they're going to require. So they'd rather not read, they would rather not know. Some people are so afraid, well, if I, if I live for God... He might make me be a missionary in Africa. They're afraid of that. What's kind of humorous about that is right this weekend, there will be people in Africa wrestling with whether or not they should be a Christian. And they'll be thinking, I don't know if I should become a Christian because maybe God will send me to America. Because <laughs> we're, we're afraid of the will of God. It's almost, you know, I, I think it's almost, it makes me chuckle when you think, that there's, there's, there's this, this omnipotent God, the creator of the universe, God. He's sovereign. 
And then us, we're this little frail piece of clay. We're just come from dirt. We only live here for a few years. And, and, uh, and, and you got God. And, and we're afraid that maybe, you know, we're afraid to do what God wants because maybe, maybe God doesn't know what's best for us. I'm a, we're afraid to follow his will. That doesn't make, make any sense. He's God. Surely he knows what's, what's good for you. And then there's a failure attitude. It's, this is people who think, well, it's just impossible to know the will of God. You really, it's too difficult. It's too complicated. It's impossible to know the will of God. Hey, I want you to know, it is possible for you to know the will of God for your life. Now, I will give you this credit. There are different levels of considerations. Some issues are what I would say either or. Like, they're, they're non-consequential issues. Like, you're going to buy a car... Should you buy a red one or a white one? Well, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if God cares what color car you buy. That's a non-consequential thing, I think. Maybe God does care. Maybe, maybe God wants to have you certain color. I, I don't know. Shall I eat at Wendy's or McDonald's? Well, I, I don't know. It's probably all bad for you. I, I'm going to go across the valley. Do I take the freeway and go around? It's, it's longer, but it's faster, or do I just cut across the valley? I don't know. It's, it's like an either-or deal. Maybe God doesn't care. Maybe, maybe God wants you on a particular road and you have a flat and a flat and a car comes by and pick you up and, and there's a, he's got a, devo- a divine appointment lined up. Maybe he cares, maybe he doesn't, but they're what I call either or. Then there's another level, what we would call good versus best. This is not the lesser of two evils. You know, you ever make a decision, I got two bad choices, which one should I do, you know? No, this is the better of two positive choices. You know there's a lot of good things to do, right? And maybe, maybe your, your issues are between what's good, two good things, but which one is the best of two good things? Like let's say you only have, in a whole day, you only have 30 minutes free time. That's all you've got is 30 minutes. Shall I journal, study, my, do my one page? Uh, shall I journal? And all of a sudden, a friend calls and says, hey, I'm having a, some hard times. Would you mind meeting me for a few moments over a, a cup of coffee? They're both good things, aren't they? Which one should you do? Well, you've got to try to decipher what the will of God is. Number three, the third level of, con- of considerations are things that are either right or wrong. Things that are of God or not of God. I would put certain things in this category, defining and redefining marriage. You, that, that you need to decide that. You need to understand that. There, uh, uh, you have this issue. Is there, one, is there only one way to get to heaven, or are there many ways to get to heaven? Is it ever okay to lie? Shall I tithe or not tithe? Shall I get involved in a life group, or shouldn't I get involved in a life group? How about this question? When does life begin? That's a good question. When does life begin? There's a lot of issues, a lot of questions. Some are non-consequential. Some are good versus best. Some are right versus wrong. Some are life versus death. Whatever category your question falls in, there are four ways that you can discern the will of God. Number one is through the Holy Spirit. And when, you get, when the day you got saved, according to Acts 2 verse 38, when you repent and you're baptized uh, in the name of Jesus Christ... Uh, the Bible talks about how God, He washes your sins away, but then He gives you a gift, and the gift is called the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Bible says that you cannot even, if you, if you don't have the Holy Spirit of God in you, then you're not even saved. You can't, you, can't, you can't be saved unless the Holy Spirit's inside of you. That the moment you get saved, God puts that Spirit inside of you. 
Sometimes it's the small, still voice. Sometimes it's that, that prompting, that inner voice. Psalm 143 verse 10 says, now this is what we're talking about. Teach me to do your will. Teach me. How's how's God going to teach you his will? Teach me to do your will for you are my God. And then he says, may your good spirit, your spirit, may your spirit lead me on level ground. Now that's the English word level ground. But in the Hebrew it says, lead us to the land of to the land of, of uprightness. There's a land, there's a land that's, that's not upright, but there's a land that is upright where, where there's righteousness. And he says, may your spirit lead me on to that land, that level of uprightness. John 16 verse 13 reads, but when he, Jesus said, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide us into all truth. Number two, write this down as godly counsel. Not only do we have the Holy Spirit, within us to lead us to prompt us to teach us then you gather around you a group of godly counselors proverbs chapter 15 verse 22 says plans fail you ever had a plan that failed it says plans failed because you didn't you didn't have the right kind of counselors it says but with many advisors your plans will succeed now i I will warn you uh there are there's a difference between godly counselors and and ungodly counselors i guarantee you whatever issue you're facing If you have a bunch of ungodly people, they might tell you one thing versus if you gathered around you a group of godly uh, godly friends, they might give you, I I know they would, they're going to give you a whole different set of answers. So make sure if you're going to go get a, a, a counsel or some friends, make sure you're getting some godly advice. Number three is prayer and asking. Prayer and asking. James 1, 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should do what? you should ask God. The Bible says that he, God, will give generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. There's so many people that they're going through an issue and will ask, have you prayed about it? They go, well, no, no, well, well, no, uh, uh, no, no, not really. So, so, so you really haven't prayed. No, I haven't really prayed. Some people will say, have, have you prayed about it? They go, yeah, I've prayed about it. They haven't prayed about it. They've thought about it. That's all they've been doing is they've been thinking about it. And if you ask, have you prayed about it, out of guilt, they'll say, yeah, I've been praying about it. Haven't, they haven't. You've been thinking about it. So have you been praying about that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been praying a lot about it. No, you've been thinking a lot, a lot about it. Have you, the question is, have you got down on your knees and, and, and taken some time and, and actually asked God for, for some advice? Because it says in James 1, 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who will give generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Number four, I want you to write this down, the written word of God. I do not want to oversimplify this, but the Bible, the holy Bible, the holy written word of God, whatever your questions, whatever your your forks in the road, whatever your choices, let the Bible be your guide. I want you to turn over to Psalm 119. I want you to find that, Psalm 119. It is the largest chapter in the Bible. Okay, this is the longest, the longest chapter. And I'm just going to show you a few verses here. And what we're going to look at are all the things that could be yours. These things could be yours. If only you would take time to study this book. It's like, it's like this whole it's like a room full of treasure 
that could be yours, yours, that all come from a result of simply studying, meditating, reading, understanding this book. For example, look at verse 2. It says, blessed. Everyone say the word blessed. Blessed are they who keep his what? Statue. So let me just say this. There, there are blessings. There are blessings that God has in store for those who keep these laws. You seek God and you follow this book, God's got certain blessings. Some of you are wondering, well, how, how come I don't have any blessings in my life? Well, it could be that God's got all kinds of blessings for you, but he has not unleashed them yet because you're not, you're not in this book. Go down to verse 9. This is, this is good for every man in this room. Fathers, husbands, uncles, grandpas, great-grandfathers, uh, boys, uh, college students. If you're a man, if you're a man, this verse is good for you. And what it says, verse 9, is how can a young man keep his way pure? Now, I, and I'll tell you right now, it's tough to be a young man today. It's tough to be any man because we are bombarded 24-7, Right? And this says, how, how, how can anyone remain pure? And the answer, the answer, here it is, it's right there. By living according to your what? By living. So you say, God, some of you guys are struggling right now. You got, you got, some, you got some temptations. You're struggling with some. You're, you're lusting. You're thinking, how can I overcome this, this temptation with lust? It, it's because you're looking at something else. You've got to start looking at this book. Can someone say Amen. Go to verse 24. Skip all the way to verse 24. Your statutes are my delight. They, they, the the, the Bible, they, these these laws are my what? They're my counselor. Now, if you want, it's okay. Go spend you 150 bucks and go spend an hour with the counselor. Knock yourself out on that. Go. But I, I got a whole book of counselors right here. It don't cost me nothing but a little bit of time. I mean, Matt, Matthew's got some stuff for me in here. Mark's got some stuff for me in here. And Luke and John and James and Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel. And, 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 and there's a guy named Paul. And there's a guy, I got another counselor named Peter. And I, I got a counselor named Timothy. And I, oh yeah, there's this other guy named Jesus. He's got some advice for me. I mean, there's all kinds of, of this is counseling is what this is, all right? Now, I I want you to go down to verse 28. Verse 28. It it says, my soul is weary. Anybody here just tired? You're just worn out from the world? It says, my soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your what? Man, there there is power. There is strength in this book. You, you feel tired and worn out and weary? What, what do they call little five, that little five-hour energy thing? What's that thing called? What is it called? Yeah, I don't need that. I don't drink that. I got, I got this right here, all right? Right here. I want you to go over to, to verse 49. Skip all, all, you can look at almost any verse and find something, all right? This is all yours. It's yours if you want it. If you want it. Verse 49, this is hope and comfort. Remember your word. Everyone say word. word. Remember your word to your servant, for you have given me what? Hope. 
my comfort in my suffering is this, that your promises preserve my life. Oh, go to verse 71. All the way, go to verse 71. Oh, oh, this is... You'll, 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 you'll have a different perspective. See, how do you know that? Well, because look at verse 71. Verse 71 says it, it, was, it was actually good. I'm thinking about all this stuff I'm going through, and when I got all the way through it, it was actually good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. Because sometimes when you're hurting so bad, there's nothing else you can do but run to the Word of God. And he says, if, that, if, that's, what it ta- if that's what it takes for me to learn the Word of God, then may, maybe, those were all, maybe it was all, all worth it. I'd, I'd prefer just to read it and not have to go through all the affliction. Amen. Now go over to verse 133, all the way to verse 133. We all struggle with sin, everyone in this room. Psalm 119, verse 133, direct my footsteps according to your what? Your word. Let no sin rule over me. This, is, this, this, this book is what's going to give you victory over sin. Go over to verse, a few more, verse 165, one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. You ever know people, you, ever know, you know anyone who gets offended easily? You just look at them wrong and they get offended at you? You, you know anyone like that? Look at verse 165. Great peace. Everyone say great peace. great peace. Not just peace. This is great peace. Have they who love your law and nothing, nothing can make them stumble. It means that nothing can offend them. Nothing can upset them. Nothing can get them off course. Great peace have they who love your law. Verse uh, 172, uh, verse 172, may my tongue sing of your word for all your commands are righteous. The word of God will just give you a song. The, gr- the grumpiest person in this room, God will give you a song if you'll just start reading the word of God. Now, I skipped over one. I want to go back to it because it's one of the most important things. And it's what we're talking about. Go to verse 98. Verse 98. Show you two verses. The thing that we need in deciphering the will of God is wisdom. And verse 98 says, your commands make me wiser than my what? Oh, my enemies are always, you know, they're always, they're always after me. They're always plotting to get me. You ever just feel like everyone's out to get you? And uh, he, he says, if you're in the word, that the word of God will make me wiser than all those people that are after you. Now, here's the verse, next verse, verse 99. It says, I, I, everyone say I, I I have more insight than all my what? Teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. If you were blessed by Pastor Dudley's message and would like to pray with someone, our phone lines are available now and ready for your call. Our number is easy to remember. Call us right now at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer needs you may have at this time. If you would like more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. We hope you're enjoying our current series, Anchored to the Word. And as a thank you gift for helping to support this ministry, we have a special resource to go with this series for everyone listening today. 
It's the Anchor Journal, a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. This comprehensive journal will not only help make your daily Bible reading easier, it's also the perfect holiday gift for a friend or loved one. The Anchor Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchor Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal Anchor Journal today. We also want you to know that Pastor Dudley Rutherford has a monthly devotional that he'd like to share with you. You can easily sign up to receive this devotional by simply going to our website, liftupjesus.com, and clicking on a link at the top of the page that says Monthly Devotional. There is a place on the Monthly Devotional page where you can enter your name and email address and begin receiving Pastor Dudley's monthly devotions on a regular basis. It's that simple. This is just one of the many resources we offer on our website, liftupjesus.com. That website again is liftupjesus.com. I'm Kyle Welch, hoping you'll join us again tomorrow night at this same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.